Hello and welcome to The Ravens, a movie and TV show podcast. I'm Dom. And I'm Simon. And tonight's movie for debate is... Batman and Robin! So welcome to the Ravens, a movie and TV show podcast where it's always 10.30 at night. It's time to grab the snacks from the sweet cupboard, move on upstairs and settle in. It's tonight's movie for debate is 1997's Batman and Robin. Simon? How the devil are you, my friend? Welcome, welcome to another movie podcast. It's, it's lovely to be here, lovely to see you. It's lovely to see you, and what a joy and a pleasure it is to cover this movie, which I have such a soft spot for, even though it's terrible, but it's that perfect blend of terrible, but amazing, because it's so terrible. Well... Let, let's start at the top. What's your what's your experiences with this film? Where did it all begin? Where did the love of George Clooney's Batman come from? And the fact that George Clooney hates this film is, is <laughs> that's just, where the, the love of it comes from. <laughs> that's where the irony is. I well, so this came out. Did you say in ninety seven? I believe so. I think it might be ninety eight. It, it might not be. Maybe I. I'm making claims oh. without knowing. Oh no, ninety-seven. My bad. My bad. I take it back immediately. No, no, there are no arguments, no qualms here. This isn't One Tree Hill. Okay. One Tree Hill. We argue on the films. We don't argue. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Though, as I've just googled it, some crazy stats have come up that I need to quiz you on in a minute. Okay. <laughs> you know, IMDb scores budgets i imagine not very high on both fronts and i'm not sure maybe (laughs) well this this would have been uh i don't remember it specifically but i know that this would have been a film that i would have gone to watch at the cinema with my dad for a fact it's just there are certain films i could just put the mortgage on it that's what happened and this would be one where we'd go watch the film it would have been in the gallery we would have then gone down got the Happy Meal toy that comes with, you know, the toy line that goes with the film. And this is one of those films that is almost, that's what the film was. It was like an advert for the toys in some respect. And they were making so much money from the toy lines and all of the paraphernalia that went with it, including the film, which they don't, well, I don't know because I guess I'm not buying toys and things anymore, but... I was about to say, I guess they don't really do that anymore, but they definitely do that. I mean, Marvel and DC, like the amount of merchandise and Star Wars, you know, that that they must generate and sell must be crazy, right? Uh, yeah, the amount of stuff they make is is nuts and is insane and is all owned by Disney as yeah. well. So Disney has just got the monopoly on absolutely everything. I don't think McDonald's necessarily do, because that's one thing I was going to say is like, gone are those days where mm. mcdonald's would like have like the the latest hottest film 
out is out and they would have the toys that are related to that film like like do you remember when men in black came out there were so many toys from from men in black like the little guns and the mm-hmm. the, the flashy thing the memory eraser thing and all sorts which which was amazing uh, but loads of, i think pretty much every major film in the 90s every major like pg kids film had a toy line in mcdonald's yeah definitely i remember the flintstones one in particular which ironically we had brian levant the director of the flintstones movie and and great guy wonderful guy so polite and we had a and you know i have a i have his book that you bought me that is is still in the car do you know what it has moved oh oh, to the back of the car back seat of the car and (laughs) (laughs) i can't lie to you i want to when when i so as you know slight tangent i'm moving house in four weeks apparently it's it's, uh it increases every time i see you when are you moving uh six to eight weeks okay six weeks go when are you moving probably about six to eight weeks okay when are you moving about four weeks okay it's been 10 months, Simon. It's been, it actually has. It's been, well, it's been since August. Like, anyway, the <laughs> the room, my inner child's room that I'm going to get in the new house is a bit bigger than this room. It's still not huge, but it's big enough that I've already decided it's going to have a little... I'm going to be podcasting from a little sofa, my friend. I know. You've a little, mentioned this I've mentioned number it. of times. Oh, I'm excited about it. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I want to have a little, maybe like a little table, like a little coffee table. And that's where the book's going to live. You know, nice. it's like a proper coffee table. It's the size of a coffee table. Anyway, toys, yes. So I remember going to watch, I would have watched it at the cinema with my dad. And this was right in, this is what Batman was to me. This is what superhero movies were. Like, I, I was familiar a bit from the Adam West Batman, like only from like seeing a couple clips here or there, like early on a Saturday morning type situation. And then my only other reference point for Batman other than this film and the other, the previous one, the one with Jim Carrey and Tommy Lee Jones, was Del Boy and Rodney dressing up as Batman and Robin in Only Fools and Horses, which is classic. And and that's it, really. I wasn't really familiar with the Tim Burton Batman. I actually watched that one for the first time about two years ago. And it's hard to watch for the first time after you've seen the Dark Knight trilogy and, you know, the new Robert Pattinson Batman, which is also really cool. But what I, what I like about it is that Batman can just fit into any of these. Like, you can do Batman however you want. Batman is like chicken you know it takes it takes the flavor of whatever sauce you put it in um and i like that so like my batman is this batman but your batman may be dark knight um forgotten christian bale batman you know or someone else's batman may be adam west so i really like all of that and then just just to round this off so i've always had a lot of love for this film and i've loved like all of the puns and all the things that go with it and so i always think this is like a fun film to watch because it is shot well you know the cinematography and everything is good but the it's just ridiculous like it's poorly written it's like a parody of itself but I like watching films like that. And I had this set of friends from college and I 
specifically bought this to put it on so we were watching it as we were sort of sat around and they just didn't get it like they were just kind of tearing into it and of course it's not a good film but it is a perfect film in those other ways and i think you can tell a lot about people from the movies that they like and that sounds very arbitrary but i met uh one of my wife's friends boyfriends for the first time last weekend <clears throat> and we were talking and after a little while i was like, oh what what's some of your favorite films and he told me and instantly i knew everything i needed to know about him mainly that we probably aren't going to be great friends but it was- <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say um, I'm, am i being replaced by a stranger <laughs> never never not if what, what did he not- pick as a, a like just give me one of the films he picked casablanca I won't say it because he's a friend, but no, no, he's not. Uh, that was <laughs> that was the first film that came to his mind of your top five. Casablanca, Mamma Mia, that's, that's, was in oh, there. Are you? <laughs> I've got some questions, but I'll ask them off recording. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. So there's two. Sound top, of music. Top Gun Maverick, the new one. That's not a bad film, to be honest. It's good. It's not a bad film. It's not in your top five, though, is it? I mean... I mean... Maybe over Casablanca. (laughs) It's not a bad film. I mean, none of them are bad films, but, I mean, I've never seen Mamma Mia, but... Me neither, but, you know... I don't really intend on watching it either, to be honest. (laughs) But then he... (laughs) He was like, um... Oh, you know, I like some older films because I was part of like a cinema club and whatever. I was like, oh, thinking I like films. You don't know at this point. I've got a fucking film podcast, my man. You know, <laughs> I'm obsessed with this. And then it was like Casablanca, the new Top Gun, Indiana Jones. He didn't state a particular one, though. You Just... got to tell me which one. I want to know. Because if you say the, the, the Crystal Skull, you're out. Get out of my house now. Right immediately yeah immediately i mean any of the original three fine but crystal skull absolutely not anyone that even accepts that as a fourth indiana jones film is just wrong yeah oh, terrible completely. film completely. any film with ray winston really <laughs> <laughs> and then there's one more was that that's four isn't it and there was one more it will come to me later but um, but so I, this was part of i was already distancing or uh <laughs> Fading away from this group of friends. Uh, But this was a part of it. It was just like, oh, you just don't get it. And that is something that you and I have always had such wonderful synergy with is that we like the same kind of stuff. Or even if we don't, we can see why the other person likes it. And I think that's what's so important is you don't have to like it. But I value when someone else likes something. So even like, you know, this guy's Casablanca or Mamma Mia... I like that he likes it, you mm-hmm. know, even if I don't necessarily like it. But I also know that, I don't know, there was a lot of other things as well. Oh, God, I hope he doesn't listen to this. Anyway, Dom, <laughs> what are your memories, associations <laughs> with Batman and Robin? Now, it's funny you talked about, like, who's your Batman and superhero films and things like that. And I, I'm pretty sure I'm along, along the same lines, whereas, like, when it comes to superhero films... We only really had the Christopher Reeve Supermans. That that's kind of the only thing that was really on our 
radar. So when it came to like all the cartoons, I used to watch the Batman cartoon like religiously. I loved it. What like what a brilliantly well put together cartoon. And Mark Hamill did the voice of the Joker in in that cartoon. It was brilliant. Um, and you know the Adam West Batman and Robin as well. Um, very familiar with that. Used to watch that when it was on Channel Four or whatever, and you know weekend mornings. Give that a go, or when you're off school or whatever. Um, so very familiar with Batman, but I can't place what order I watched them in. I'm pretty sure I would have watched the Val Kilmer one first and then watched this one. Um, but I think they're both good. When I think of Batman, I do sort of instantly go to Christian Bale now because those films are so good. The, so the Dark Knight trilogy is so just, good. it's just, you can't beat it really. It's just so good. Um, it's Christopher Nolan, isn't it? smashing job there smashing job Christopher well done Um, but yeah it's it's hard to sort of see past Michael Keaton uh, and Val Kilmer I wouldn't I I don't consider George Clooney a Batman when I think about it no Um, I think of him as a doctor in ER (laughs) yeah Um, that's that's all I all I get from him really or Danny Ocean Danny Ocean yeah yeah there you go exactly exactly he is Danny Ocean isn't he he's that kind of and I think he's played Danny Ocean in every film since Danny Ocean just is George Clooney yeah basically basically and And it's like people have this theory about Brad Pitt as well that Brad Pitt doesn't ever do anything different he just he's just always the same character and I'm pretty sure he's whatever his character's name is in Ocean's Eleven he's just the same and he's always eating He's always. always eating, he's constantly eating. In perfect shape, but yet just eating all the time. It's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. It really is. Um, but uh, I think I might have seen this in the cinema. Okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put it out there. I don't say that often. I normally say, "No, I'll watch it out." Not often at all. But, <laughs> yeah, you, but, your family were like, "You're not going outside <laughs> ever. You wait till this stuff comes on terrestrial TV." No, you had Sky, <laughs> right? Didn't you? Like growing uh, up? Yes, eventually. I can't remember when. Later than everyone else, as as per <laughs> usual. But I think, yeah, I'm pretty sure I went to cinema to see this one, and um. With your brother type thing, or would it have been like a everyone's going on a Saturday it would have been night? With my mum or dad, my brother wouldn't have gone. My brother would have been fourteen at the time ish, so like he wouldn't a- have gone. He would... Aging out. Yeah, we were ten, right? Like, yes, ballpark nine, ten. Yeah, my brother would have been about fourteen, so he wouldn't have given a shit. He wouldn't have gone. So. Well, though, except there are. A very large amount of puns and innuendos to ladies hoo ha's in this. <laughs> Way more than I knew when I was ten. <laughs> yeah, it's one for the adults, isn't it? I mean, a, a line that that <laughs> took me by surprise from Poison Ivy was, "My garden needs tending to." <laughs> I just, it's just unreal, isn't it? Just unreal. I mean, even things as as simple as. You know, you'll get everything Everything you see. Um, like, if you win the and, auction, you'll get everything yeah. you see and everything you don't see. And things like that when you're 10, they go straight over your head, don't they? And yeah, like, yeah. Oh, but what can't we see that they're going to get? <laughs> She's talking about Punani and Batty, my friend. <laughs> oh, and breasts, of course. And breasts, yes. And bre- don't forget breasts. <laughs> she, she also... I mean, she, she said, Robin, towards the end somewhere, said something like, um, 
is there any part of you that's not green? And she's like, you'll find out or something like that. And it's like, what the... F- like, <laughs> what horny person wrote this? And did yeah. someone just think, I'm going to come up with... I'm just going to... I'm not going to write a script. I'm actually just going to write a list of puns. As many mm. puns as I can with to do with ice and to do with sexually charged plants... And then I'm going to write a script around those puns. But I'm not going to lose a single pun. They all have to be in, even if they make no sense, even if they're not good. There's one point... Sorry, Dom, I've I've gone over your thing. But there's one point in this where Arnold just has his, like, freeze gun and he's just going around going, chill, chill, chill. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I wrote down... Yeah, we normally when we do our judgments, we do like favorite lines and so on and so forth. I have seven, <laughs> <laughs> and five of which are from Arnie. <laughs> How are they not? This I... is so bad, but so good. <laughs> this is the sort of film, right? This is this is something that we I think we should do if you're up for it in the future, like when you're in four weeks' time when you moved in, which you know will be nine weeks and two days yeah. or something like that. Yeah, um, but. What we should do is these types of films, when we're going to podcast them, is we get we do the screening together. Because yes. I, I laughed at so many points, but I would have laughed so much more if I'd have been with you. Yeah, same. We just would have absolutely cracked up. And there would have been moments where we paused it and gone, what the fuck is happening here? And rewound it and gone back, you know, yeah. and all sorts of things. So I think, I think for films like this, we should definitely find time right. for that. Well, maybe we should try and do that for all of them. Like, as in, if we're doing one film a month, you should just come over. And do you know what we should do if we had the time, if we had, like, a whole evening? You should just come over, we'll watch the film, and then we'll just record the podcast straight afterwards. Yeah, I mean, I don't do anything else on a Wednesday. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but come around a bit earlier, we'll order a pizza or something. Yeah, it'd be great. I'm in. I'm all in. Let's do it. Sit with me on that little sofa. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> can't wait. But wait, okay, hang on. So we've gone off track. So you would have watched it in the cinema, probably with mum and dad. And then this, your Batman really was like Christian Bale. But you've always yeah, had th- fond memories of this one, or of, yeah, yeah, yeah. This one, I, th- I think Val Kilmer maybe more would be a, a Batman that I would you know hold in that because the the Jim Carrey Tommy Lee Jones film sticks in my mind a lot more than this one. Um, I got I mixed surprised. up thinking. I get mixed up thinking they're the same. Like, uh, okay, I really get mixed up with. Well, I was like, oh, is this the one with Jim Carrey? Is Jim Carrey and Uma Thurman in the same one? No. And did do you know that? <laughs> I know I only know this from listening to another uh, movie podcast that had covered it. That um, and it has a lot of trivia on it. And hey, do you remember? Shout out to that podcast. I love it. But there's um. Tommy Lee Jones hated Jim Carrey in real life. And they were in, there's this like famous story that Jim Carrey has told that he signed the contract. Tommy Lee, the the whole film is set, but they haven't started filming yet. It's like a few weeks out from filming, but it's all set up and this is going to happen. And Jim Carrey's in like a restaurant, I guess probably in Hollywood or something. And he sees like across the room, there's Tommy Lee Jones, like having dinner with whoever. And he thinks, oh, well, I'm going to be working with this guy for the next three or four months. I should go over and just say hi. So he comes over and he's just like, oh, hi, you know, I'm I'm Jim. Nice to meet you. Looking forward to working with you. You know, like super polite. And Tommy Lee Jones just looks at him and just says, I can't stand your buffoonery. (laughs) And that's like it. 
he was just that was it and just sat back down and that was it and that kind of set the tone for the film and then but tommy lee jones then is constantly trying to out jim carrey jim carrey you know in the film he's going so we do have to cover that one at some point mm. so let's save it but we'll have to come back to that one but yeah I, I, you can see it you can you know you just know that that's that's what's happening but in this one you, you you've got the three villains haven't you i mean poison ivy bane and mr freeze mr freeze has like never appeared again in anything like other than the cartoon but can they maybe like, it's too cringe like how can you get like you know in like christopher nolan's in the dark knight trilogy how could you get a sincere, scary version of Mr. Freeze? Yeah. I mean I mean they can they can work a way around it, surely. I mean they did it with Scarecrow. I mean that was That's fucked true. up as, as much as it was, but we just have to wait and see. Maybe we'll maybe we'll make that one. I did come up with a like a concept of a, of a of a film okay. like, or some sort of idea for a film or a show or something like that i thought you know would be quite amusing was um the the agency or there's like a recruitment not not quite but it's an agent you know when like you haven't got enough nurses you phone the agency and the agency will just send you a random nurse and mm-hmm. they'll come onto your ward and do whatever well what if there was an agency for like goons and the, like yeah. the goons that people have because Arnie kills most of his goons himself yes so freezes them to, to like, death exactly like I hate it when they interrupt the movie you know all of those bits <laughs> and um, like it's just like what the fuck he's just killed half of his goons so I was just thinking what if there was this agency that just had goons for hire yeah and they would send them out and they come back and go oh, god it's a fucking stormtrooper today it was an absolute nightmare got lord <laughs> vader lifting people up throwing them about there you know that kind of thing and then like yeah that. yeah i've just i've just been in batman and you know that sort of thing but they're not actors it's not like extras it's like they're the actual that's their job that is their job is to go and be a goon for whoever when it's needed yeah you know like in you know, like the the point. Who would have thought you could connect Pulp Fiction to this? But you know the point of like Pulp Fiction. It's <laughs> <The gym. laughs> <laughs> Bane. It's Bane. <laughs> yeah. But you know, like in Pulp Fiction, the point of it, or what was so nuanced about it, is it's the scenes that you normally wouldn't see. So you, mm. it's John Travolta and Samuel Jackson in the car, and then like walking up the stairs before they're i know we do get to see them do the interrogation but it's all of those in between parts um or like you know like bruce willis uh you know kills the guy in the boxing ring we don't even see it we just see him get into the taxi you know it's like Mm. the in between parts so it's like what you're saying is we would have a film that's you've got mr freeze and batman everything but you don't even see them they're off camera you're just focused on you know like in um Austin Powers when like the isn't oh, it's not the goon it's like the the henchman he gets like steamrolled and then it goes to them like at Hooters like where is he it's his engagement but and it's yeah I think there's something there yeah because <laughs> there, there was a lot of them in this film and it made me think god he's just like got like a conveyor belt of these goons or whatever that keep turning up and he keeps ki- he keeps killing most of them yeah. Like there'll be a set of like 10 and then he's killed three of them and then there's 20 of them. They, so he's getting them from somewhere. So surely there's some sort of agency that he can phone up and they supply the goons. And like Mr. Freeze again, 
So with all due respect, I mean, you've been killing off our our employees, our inventory, our workforce. Mm. We're going to have to charge you a bit more. You're not going to get your deposit back. Yeah, there's an added fee for, you know, the death of these ones. We've had to thaw these ones out and we've had some water damage. So we're going to have to, you know, charge you more for that as well. Fortunately, we were able to thaw them out within 11 minutes which you know is a <laughs> very course. specific number that gets thrown in this film multiple times yeah <laughs> yeah i noticed that as well i thought that was spectacular <laughs> you have to fall the city in 11 minutes is a line from this film so good so good and and that there were people in the film that i had kind of forgotten that were in it as well like the alf the alfred that we have in this film I forgot it was this Alfred. He's as so soon as good. I saw him, I was like, I remember him now. He was, in, you know, in the last one, I think. And, um, y- you know, he's familiar. He's a familiar face. Um, and um, what's her name? Alicia Silverstone, is it? Alicia Silverstone, yeah, from... Um, don't say Clueless. it. Clueless, yes. Sorry. Sorry. No, no, no. I was going to say Total Betty, but... Yes, clueless. Yeah. Yes, and and I, I'd for completely forgotten that Batgirl was in it, and then they had that whole discussion as, as to whether Batgirl was politically correct or not. I know. I almost Which, went into what did I want her pronouns to be. It was very yeah. uh, before its time. It was woke before woke existed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, they had Vivica A. Fox was in it. Coolio had a cameo. I've, yeah, I'd forgotten he was in it. Yeah, I'd forgotten he was in it as well. Which was just, it was, it was just bizarre. This film, to be honest. El McPherson. Yeah, as well as as the the girlfriend that wanted to get married potentially, but she had like the tiniest part as well. Yeah, yeah. which I think fair enough for the best. I mean, let's yeah. keep it. It's not. It's probably know. around the same time she was in Friends. Yeah, yeah, or not far from it. Well, not far away, yeah. So, well, should we... Let's start with some of these things that just pulled up. So, let me quiz you. What's your guess? Now, we don't do Rotten Tomatoes here because Dom and I don't understand it. We haven't understood it from the beginning. But (laughs) we do understand IMDb. That's our home. It's where we're safe. We have our own page on IMDb, for goodness sake. We do. It has lies about me on it, but it's fine. It's got some wonderful reviews on there, though. Um, <laughs> what do you think this gets on IMDb? It's difficult. I wonder if people have really gone for nostalgia on this or really gone hard on it. Um, I'm going to say four. Four. It's not far off. It's a 3.7. <laughs> this isn't making it on the... Uh... The my girlfriend's scale of what's a watchable film. This never watched. She's, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're never this. You like if I hadn't suggested this, you wouldn't have been watching this. Well, unless you just decided on your own time. But this is a non-couple just, viewing. Just chuck it on. Yeah. If it Dom's was on like telly. on my own, man, I'll put it on. Yeah. What are you going to do about it? Watch what I like. <laughs> <laughs> when Ro- she's not here, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't tell her. When. <laughs> What do you think? To take a guess, out of a hundred, out of a hundred, you know, percent. What do you think Ron Tomatoes gives it? Eight percent. Twelve. Close. Oh. <laughs> and then randomly, and so this is it has an Amazon score. So this must be people that are renting or buying it from Amazon. Who's renting this on Amazon? Out of Who, stop it. That's like four ninety nine a go. 
out of five, what do you think? But remember, well, what do you think? Out of five? I've got to go one. There is a one, but it gets a 4.1 out of five. Oh, my God. <laughs> but that makes sense. Do you know why? Because if you're renting it and paying for it, you know you must love it. You, you have to love film. it. You've che- You yeah. want this film. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Well done, Amazon. <laughs> Viewers. <laughs> Getting that money. Okay. What do you what do you guess the budget to have been? It's actually quite a wide range. Like it's they're saying budget between this number and this number. So yeah. Uh so late ish nineties pretty big cast so big Clooney cut. was big by this point like ER was a big thing Arnold um, this is like Arnold prime is Arnold prime Arnold Uma Thurman as well um Coolio probably was 40 million just on his own I'm gonna say I'll go 90 to 100 million as the budget okay not far off it is a lot it is a large spectrum here. 125 to 160 million. Ooh. That's a big budget. Yeah, but also I don't know if this therefore makes it more expensive, but I didn't notice until this viewing the entire film is on a sound stage. Like they are never actually outside. Ever. Yeah, they're, ne- they're never outdoors. Never. And there's so much, so many props and things that blatantly, if you were to see it in real life, is just MDF wood with tin foil on it, spray painted silver. But it, it maybe it's really expensive because they had to build all of those sets rather than, I know it's expensive to like get a license or whatever to film in New York or whatever you're doing, but they literally must have had to build everything it on sound stages maybe i don't know maybe they have to pay the license the characters i I have no idea but yeah that's expensive that's nuts absolutely there's nothing and location it was all or the only thing would be wayne manor wayne manor yeah (laughs) that's crazy yeah that is actually crazy wow a whole film like on a sound stage yeah that's nuts what do you think it made what was the so it was higher, higher end of the spend? 125 to 160 on budget. What do you think? It, what do you think it made box office? I think we would have all been fooled into going to see this, which we we asked you obviously were. I think the world would have been fooled thinking that this was like a spectacular Batman film, which in its own right. It kind yeah. of is. Can you watch him out? Can you put some respect on Batman and Robin, sorry, please? Sorry. 180 million? Like so, it made 20 million? So it recouped. It made a profit. It made a, a marginal profit, yes. Would you be surprised to learn that it made 238 million? Ooh. <laughs> so it possibly made 100 million profit. Yeah. Yeah, like obviously less because it's goes up to six hundred and sixty something. But wow, but I, in, I am surprised in the profit enough that you would think, well, enough to say it as a success. Yeah, wow. Do you do you happen to know how much the actors got paid? Oh, let's find out. 
because I think the varying... It'll be interesting to see if Arnold got the most or if Batman got the most. And I can't help but think that Arnold's going to get the most. Arnold got the most. It says here, Arnold was given an unheard of salary of 25 million plus a percentage of merchandising. Wow. So all those McDonald's toys that we got. Yeah. It went, all that money went to him. A percentage. Yeah. And, uh, Clooney reportedly got 10 million. Uh, it doesn't say what the others got, but it says basically it was about 60 million was on the cast. Wow. Unbelievable. 25 of that. It's just Arnie. Yeah. And he looked like he couldn't move for oh, the whole film. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he was just rigid. It says here Clooney was paid... Uh, one million dollars while Arnold got 25 one million yeah but to be fair Clooney was he he wasn't who he is now and if you are Batman you're set right for life like you're gonna get the next pay is gonna be big on the next film right if you do another (laughs) Batman film or just whatever film you do next I know you said he hates the film but I wonder if he's done any conventions (laughs) <laughs> as as a Batman, can you imagine? <laughs> well, I saw him on Graham Norton and he was saying about how, you know, fans hate him as Batman. Um, but I think it was around the time that Ben Affleck was Batman for, you know, the Batman versus Superman and all that sort of stuff because they're friends in real life, aren't they? I think they are. Sure. Sure. <laughs> sure. Well, anyway, they... And he was saying about how... That it was just the directing was crazy, and uh, he was saying that the director would be like, "Okay, okay, everyone in their places, in their places." Okay, George, ready? Okay, your parents died. You're a billionaire. You're sad, but a little bit happy. You got a secret to hide, and action. And it was just, like, it was just ridiculous. So crazy. One one thing I will say for the for the film the whole film really 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 did resemble and make me think of um the adam west batman Mm. it was it was so like it like even the way the the villains talked the way him and robin spoke to each other um the kind of reactions like robin would have to things and the little phrases and stuff that he'd say Uh, i really did make me sit there and think i wonder if the the person directing or, or writing or both have put this together in such a way to make this as close to Adam West and his Batman as possible. Cause it really felt like that. I was watching it. Like if you kind of watch it with those eyes, you sort of think this is like big budget homage to that. Mm. to like sixties Batman. And I, I thought it was, I thought it was great. I, I, I thought that was like, if you, from that perspective, I thought this film was actually really good. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I, I think it's a reflection of the times. Because if you think about Tim Burton's Batman movies, late, eight, late eight, 89 and 91, 92 19. maybe for the second one. But it's... So depressing. Right. And then maybe partly just that was that sort of time. And then we get to the 90s it, for this one and... Uh, the one with Jim Carrey and Tommy Lee Jones, and it's all bright and crazy and leather, and there's nipples on the suits, and there's just like, 
you know, latex everywhere and sex, 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 action, action, but no blood. But, you know, kids can watch mm. this, but adults are also horny and it's like a whole thing, <laughs> right? And um, and toy toy lines and whatever, whatever. And then we get to, like, Christopher Nolan's Batman and we're in the... When did they came out? Sort of like two, Batman Begins was maybe like 2004 or something. And then Dark Knight, like 2007, 8, 2008, maybe. Like they're in that kind of period, you know? Yeah. And it's all just like dark and gritty. <laughs> and, uh, and, but there's some amazing performances. I mean, Heath, Heath Ledger's Joker is just absolutely outstanding. Um, and everyone's great in it. And it's kind of a reflection of, People now want that drama and seriousness. And then you've got Robert Patterson's The Batman that came out. Did you see that one? Yes. Yeah. It was really good. And But that was almost like it was dark, but now it was almost, it was a bit comic booky again in some aspects. He's sort of like Batman the detective and it was a little bit... So it is interesting how it changes, but there is... Like I miss some aspects of this and i'm glad that we have this that we can go back to because it's like lighter and doesn't take itself so seriously but i also do like the darker batmans as well it's great to have all of it i mean this is a movie where batman pulls out a credit card and it has the bat symbol on it yeah and said uh forever did you see no is that it's yeah you know you know when your name's on the credit card it said batman and then next to that the expiry date was forever. Of course it was. <laughs> of course it was. And so whoever his, like, bank account's with, they know who Batman is, right? <laughs> well, did, I don't know. Did Unless he open he an account without a driver's license and a passport? Is he better than everybody else? <laughs> I like Bruce Wayne transfers a lot of money into this account. <laughs> yeah. Like, this, there's something fishy here. <laughs> Wayne Enterprises puts a lot of money into Batman's account. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's well. Let, let's talk about the film, right? I mean, I think it might be easier with this, where there's so many characters, to just maybe talk about each character individually, and we'll kind sure. of piece it together. Do you think? Yeah, sure. Why not? So, shall we start with our main man, George? As it is his film, as he is Batman. The first thing that I noticed is he doesn't even get top billing. Like when the credits roll at the beginning. Arnold comes first and I was thinking has there ever been a Batman movie ever besides this one where Batman doesn't even get first billing in a Batman movie Ooh, I bet not I bet there there hasn't that's crazy that's really, isn't it we're gonna I'd, I'd like I'm gonna have to check <laughs> I'm gonna have to watch them all now yeah I'd I'd be very surprised like the the only example I could think of would be Val Kilmer Versus Tommy Lee Jones because Tommy Lee Jones is arguably the bigger actor there, or well, even Jim Carrey at that point because Jim that was the, the movie that Jim Carrey got the ten million dollars right because he had written himself a check before he got famous for ten million dollars to say like to manifest it into reality and then in one year in the same year he released The Mask, Ace Ventura, and Dumb and Dumber. Like mm. what a year! Like, Crazy. arguably his best three films. Well, Truman Show's amazing. There's lots of other ones, but iconic. Yeah, sorry, off point. But yeah, the, the George Clooney didn't even get top billing, and he's Batman. 
I didn't even notice. <laughs> I actually, I, I really like if we go right back to the beginning when we get the symbols all come in and the. I actually quite like that. I thought the graphics were pretty good. It was quite like shoot, 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 and like quite fun and shooty and colourful. And then yeah, then we're straight in with Badman George, aren't we? Well, the Iceman, but and the score. I you know nineties score is the best, but the bam ba 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 bam ba da 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 like so good. Like I don't care if the film's garbage. That score is a plus, <laughs> isn't it? So good. Yeah, it's great. It is great. It is great. Uh, I I I just think it's just. I think it's quality. I think people will listen to this if they if they really like it like we do. But if they don't like the film, they're not going to watch it. They're just not going to go back to it and, and watch it. Uh, like the people that are, what can we call them? Gen Z? Is that them? Oh, yeah. Gen, yeah, Gen Z, we'll Gen never, Z, whatever. Will, will not accept this film like we do. It's not for them, though. Like they just wouldn't. Well, maybe they would. I, I was thinking... Say these didn't say this didn't exist. Pretend mm. pretend there was Tim Burton Tim Burton's Batman, Jack Nicholson, Michael Keaton, whatever, right? And then nothing existed and then Christopher Nolan's Batman came out, the Dark Knight and whatever, whatever. Then imagine a few years passed and then they released this. Exactly how it is, don't change a thing. But put but market it as a comedy, as a parody, as like a scary movie version of Scream. That is what this is to the Dark Knight, and it's perfect. Like it's so funny. <laughs> if that was the context, like I actually think in that way it'd be amazing. If like someone from Gen Z, Z, whatever it is, had only seen Christopher Nolan's Batman and then they watched this. It's like that's amazing. That that's actually a really great way of framing it. Like we, I think we should re-release this film or get it re-released as a comedy pa- parody comedy version of Batman. It's pa- you wouldn't even have to rewrite and all of the puns. I mean, okay, so in some of the opening bit, why is everyone just playing ice hockey with the diamond? No idea. Like, how do they know to bring hockey sticks there? weren't they weren't they his they're his goons right but Batman had a hockey stick didn't he take that off someone (laughs) who knows he's got a credit card (laughs) I I think he took it off one of the goons what made me laugh is when they're both on the floor and they both like flick like kick their heels or whatever and the skates come out yeah the the bat skates Mm mm-hmm Good times. Alfred thinks of everything. He's got it covered, doesn't he? And he even knew that cheeky little miss would run in and find the Batcave and got her a suit ready. Do you know how horrible people were in the 90s? Mm. That Alicia Silverstone got whatever the 90s version of being trolled was. Um, but I guess it would just been in newspaper articles and things fat shaming her saying she was too fat to be in to be in batman um and she apart from obviously being a very beautiful woman is in great shape Mm. just the time wasn't it just a horrible horrible time 
Hollywood. Yeah. If it was that that time of life where it was like if you weren't size zero in Hollywood, you were like a you were you were shameful. Right. And this is why so many people have so many problems now. Right. You know that that lived in that in that time and stuff. It's it's embarrassing. It is embarrassing. Agreed. But yeah. So okay. I don't. I don't even really know what there what there really is to say about about George Clooney as Bruce Wayne and Batman because he basically is just being George Clooney if he was he, ba- if he was Batman. Yeah, if George Clooney got to dress up and wear a cape, th- this is exactly what would what would happen. Do you know what I mean? Like the way he was. There was one breaking the fourth wall moment from him right at the beginning where he says this is why Superman works alone yeah looks right down the camera this is why Superman works alone because Robin's being a little bitch because that's what he is <laughs> yeah um, what's is it Chris O'Donnell yeah uh, I've just I, I don't know how he made it to two Batman films and George Clooney only got the one I mean I do know well George but, George Clooney got in the, was in the second one though right so Val Kilmer had, had, he was replacing Val Kilmer um and then I guess they didn't make one afterwards. Yeah, I mean, uh, Chris O'Donnell then is in, is it like NCIS with LL Cool J yeah. and he's been on it for like 15 years or something? <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't think it's that's an too... exaggeration. Yeah, I know. I think you're right. It's it's not a bad program as well. I've seen a, like, a few episodes here and there. It's not too bad. Of course okay. you have. Of course you have. <laughs> could watch, could, if anyone could binge them 15 years, it's you. Yeah, give me a couple of weeks. I'll be done. I'll be up to date. <laughs> I love LL Cool J as well. I think, well, we'll get to Chris O'Donnell. I think he's all right. But let me ask you a, a question of contention, of controversy in the fandom. Mm. They're wearing bat suits or, you know, outfits. They have nipples on the suits. They do. And some people say, why would you put nipples there? Other people would say, well, if there were no nipples there, then it wouldn't look right. What's your stance? Hmm. If you were in a bat suit, would you want nipples on there or not? I don't think so. No nipples. I think because it's because it's like so I understand why they have them, because it's obviously it's meant to be representing his chiseled figure and yeah. chest. So it's meant to be like that's his skin. That's his physique. But you know, I don't. Cartoon Batman never had nipples popping out, did he? Do you know what I mean? So I don't think they're necessary. I think having it as a plate, kind of see it as armor. You don't. You don't see like films about Romans when they're armor with some fucking nipples hanging off them, do you? So you don't put nipples on a bulletproof vest. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. You know, soldiers don't have nipples on their Kevlar. Yeah. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna say no to the nipples. The the bat logo is enough. Yeah. What 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 are you saying? Yeah, leave the nipples off. I think I think we're okay. I mean there could be some wish fulfillment for me there because I could get smaller nipples than my famous burger nipples. So could really be think a resizing. George requested the nipples. So do you know what be hey guys? Hey guys, do you know what'd be great here? Nipples, and they've gone. That's a bit. Yeah, that's weird, but okay, we'll do it. They're probably like, we only paid George one million. We might as well. We've got to keep him happy. 
It's not fair. I mean, if Arnold <laughs> asked for it, it'd be like, come on, Arnold, we've given you enough. <laughs> get in your cold suit and get on with it. Shut up. Yeah. Sh- we're going to shave your head now. <laughs> right. Uh, Arnold, I can't wait to talk about Arnold. But yeah, okay, so there were there was not really much to say. I, he had a couple nice moments with Alfred, uh, and in particular my favorite bit of acting maybe of like actual acting was when Alfred's in bed and he's dying and uh, Bruce is saying, you know, I think, does he say like, I love you old man or something like that. And Alfred says, I love you too. I was like, oh, little old face, little old, little face. But it's all right. Very sweet moment. Like, do you think, do you think George's performance uh, as a Batman, as portraying a billionaire, as well as this like vigilante? Because uh, like, the, this is the part of Batman that gets forget forgotten is that he he actually is a vigilante, but obviously like from the Adam West era he isn't. He works. He technically works with the police doesn't he because he's mm-hmm. got the, the bat phone which i referenced the bat phone um and i got looked at as if i was mental the other day what who how did you reference what was the context i i talked about like oh we should have like a big red bat phone at work and, and no no not at work it was with my girlfriend so if she's listening i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> okay but I, and it was just like a complete Mis like misunderstanding of what I was talking about. Like, what the fuck do you mean? Like, don't you remember? Like, he had a big red phone and picked it up, and the commissioner would be on the other side, and people listening thinking, "What the fuck's he on about?" No, I understand what you're saying. Um, it's just a generation thing, I think, or just if you saw it, you saw it. If you didn't, you didn't. If you didn't, you didn't. Yeah, I guess so. Anyway, George Clooney as Batman. Does he have the? Charisma of a playboy billionaire and a vigilante at night. Not really. I mean, I think he does the he does the rich, good-looking part well. I don't think Na- he, nat- just comes just, naturally to him. Yeah, just rich and good-looking. Bastard. <laughs> yeah, and the Batman part, not so much. But mm. I mean, as good as you could want it in this film. And you could tell that his suit was quite rigid as well because there's one moment where he yeah. has to dodge like a punch and his whole body went like, and he couldn't bend his head and you just see his whole body like shift out the way, which I thought was quite entertaining. Yeah, I saw some of that and he had to run off screen at one point and it was a bit of a tin man run. Like a waddle. <laughs> yeah, waddling <laughs> off like he'd shit himself sort of thing. But Yeah, but okay. yeah. Yeah. Gone. Well, I was, I was going to try and move it on to the, to someone else, but do you have more to say? I mean, I think he did a good enough job, but I, mean, I also think he's not really what we're watching it for. Like we're here for Arnold and for Uma Thurman and Bane. That that traumatized me. How oh, uh, really? as a child, yeah, I re- I can remember really not liking the part where they create Bane and they bring out the sort of skinny criminal. And it's when he's getting pumped with the toxins or whatever, and it's all going. His veins are sort of all going different colours, and then obviously, like, 
muscles up horrible and then also horrible at the end when he then goes back to being like the skinny thing because he's just like well i think he's just fucked up now like i think he's like like deflated mess yeah yeah i think like his brain is porridge and like it's just all (laughs) nothing's good funny enough how how bane is made is quite similar to how captain america is made Mm. because captain america is just this young lad that really wants to join the army and fight for his country but he's really skinny really scrawny has really bad asthma and and can't get in the army on medical grounds and then they do this like experiment on him where they put him in this machine it's a bit more controlled than this lunatic did with bane but he then gets injected with like loads of stuff all at the same time and then he comes out as like you know beefy chris evans <laughs> it worked so it, it worked out for that guy for bane not yeah. so much <laughs> yeah exactly he's shriveled by the end of it shrivelly bollock <laughs> just a, his his one ball that's been in the shower for too long even in the bath for too long just one yeah but when you think about the comparisons of tom hardy's bane to this vet, mm. this bane you know and i was born in the darkness i can't do the voice can you do the voice <laughs> molded by it i've got him frickin' him <laughs> there we go there we go compared to this bane where you can just press a magical like button on his chest like it's an n64 game or like an arcade game or something and just charge him up just put extra whatever it is like giving him like a red ball or something <laughs> and he can just smash through brick walls. That's it. I really love that when you press it, he goes, Bray! <laughs> That's crazy. I mean, and Uma Thurman, okay, so she... I didn't know that Uma Thurman was Uma Thurman from, like, Pulp Fiction until I was way older. Did I connect the dots here? But she becomes poison ivy and then just becomes everything she says is a sexual innuendo and she and the whole voice pattern changes like i wonder how she feels about this film like 20 mm. 23 26 years later yeah i mean it was her voice in particular that made me think of the baddies in like the original batman so like if you listen to like Catwoman and stuff from the original, like the Adam West Batmans, you're like, she's like almost like imitating them in a way. And it was like, oh, that. So I was thinking, oh, that's actually quite good. But everything she said, I was like, it wouldn't pass now. You, she would like, it wouldn't be written. It wouldn't get away with it. She might not have been comfortable with it, but was like just told to get on with it. Mm. Or she, if you see it as that tongue in cheek kind of parody comedy film, maybe gets made now i'm not sure i'm not sure i i, I don't think anyone enjoyed being in this one <laughs> maybe yeah, yeah. chris o'donnell was like the last film he was ever in. <laughs> he was just like yes i hang my hat on this i yeah. i i think that you, you wouldn't get someone of uma Thurman's sort of status as someone that you know does serious acting doing doing this you know, you might have some more like more unknown people that are trying to raise their star, but I'd like, but then, like you said, unless it's being done p- 
purposefully for comedy. And I think it is being... That is the thing, though. I think it is being done as comedy, really. Right? Like, no, they, they weren't making this thinking that this was serious. No, they can't have it. There's, there's too much, like, breaking the fourth wall, silly jokes, silly innuendos. There's, there's no way that this is being made with a... This is this is art. This is serious. Yeah, you know, filmmaking. Not not at all. No way. You know, and there's the, the even the plot line is pretty crazy. I mean, the the serious part of it is that Mister Freeze's wife is in a tank, basically a water tank, because she has some illness that he's trying to cure, and he can't let her out of it yet, or she'll die. Basically, his wife is Walt Disney. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Basically, yeah. That's what's in the, that's frozen. what's in the middle of Splash Mountain. If you could get into the middle of the actual mountain, there he is. Just chilling out. Just waiting. Waiting. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Is maybe well, can we we need to talk about Arnold. Let's just talk we've got to talk about Arnold. His Let's do it. His puns, the lines are just perfect. Never needs to explain his Austrian accent, um, which is also is great because the that's what makes it funnier. Like the lines in his accent, um, oh, he says one of his lines ends with winter, and the way he says winter is perfect. Do you have that one on your list? I don't. No, it's not one I wrote down. He uh, like ah, uh... the best one or my favorite one. Or one of my favorite ones was the the he one of his final lines of because for some reason he keeps the um antidote for McGregor syndrome stage one on him at all times. But at the of end course. he pulls it out and says, "Take two of these and call me in the morning." <laughs> so good. <laughs> what are some of yours? I mean, so the ones I wrote down. I wrote down for him. Oh, the the Batman card line as well. So uh, I wrote down two Batman lines, which was, this is why Superman works alone. And when he pulls out the card, he's like, never leave the cave without it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that, that that's going in. That's what a great line. Um, and then for the Mr. Freeze lines, I wrote, uh, you're not sending me to the cooler. That was, that was one. And uh, <laughs> what killed the dinosaurs? The Ice Age. <laughs> yeah, perfect. And then he melts um, that or freezes that dinosaur. Yeah, yeah, and his head comes off. And then uh, when he freezes, Robin, stay cool, Bird Boy. <laughs> <laughs> so many good disses to Robin for being a a bird. Yeah, I mean, this isn't a funny line, but it was just like really. He's watching a home video so he's watching his wedding video yep. and it's him as a normal man and his wife cutting the cake sharing the cake and someone comes running in because you know those that don't know he uses diamonds to uh, replenish his suit and to power his suit why because not why not why you not? know they're readily available and easy to to come by yeah um if you're a super criminal that is and when this person runs in to to say like, oh, there's going to be diamonds on like display or on show, he like immediately freezes him and says, I hate when people talk during the movie. And I was just like, what's the po- that, that was just ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. But I thought it was brilliant. And he had some popcorn with him as well. And his little, do you remember when he had his little slippers on? Yeah. Loved and that. And his fun little like polar bear slippers. Perfect. I mean, anyone listening to this now will think, 
is he a villain? Is he got slippers on? What the hell are you talking about? But he had polar bear slippers on yeah. and was telling his goons to sing. Sing louder, louder. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Like what? I was sitting like going, I don't remember any of this. What the fuck is happening? <laughs> what have I stumbled across? He had Vivica A. Fox in there as well, though. Like, yeah, I. it's... Uh, he calls someone frosty at one point. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and then I had tonight's forecast. A freeze is coming. And then that's 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 the last one I wrote down. Got the Iceman cometh. You sent into. you sent me that gif earlier as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's perfect. It's perfect. He is. Per- if he wasn't in this film, it goes down. From three point seven to at least a two, <laughs> like he brings all of the comedy. But he also had some actually pretty good acting. You're gonna, I kind of think I'm being crazy, but when he's being caught at sort of the end of the first act of the movie, and he goes in and he's in Arkham Asylum, and he and he thinks he can just get out. But he can only get to the edge and then he starts like dying. When he's like on the floor and can't breathe and stuff, I thought that's actually for Arnold, that's pretty good. And his eyes are all red. Yeah. And yeah, he did look pretty despairing, didn't he? Yeah, and even at the end where he's like um been defeated and Bruce is saying, you know, hey, you can you can still save a life, you know, you can save Alfred and save yourself within it you're still in there freeze you know underneath and all of that and he's like yeah he looks like Darth Vader with the mask off kind of situation and I thought he played it pretty well uh, well, I think one of my favourite lines that I just thought of and favourite moments is when he looked really genuinely shocked as well. But when Poison Ivy, played by Uma Thurman, turns up at Arkham and says that Batman killed your wife. Or, or no, it's like when they've escaped and stuff and, and he says, Batman killed your wife. And he just shouts, you're lying! <laughs> And that's all it is. And she's like, no, I'm not lying. And then it's like, okay, I believe you. Yeah, and it's just that's like, it. all right, let's get on with yeah. it then. That's just pre- like, she absolutely was lying. <laughs> but like, because she went, no, it was like, okay, I believe you. <laughs> and later when uh, Batman shows him the recording on his bat iPhone in the late <laughs> 90s with perfect like HD. I mean, I watched this film on my phone and that was better quality than what I was watching on my, my iPhone. <laughs> but it also was the exact camera angle from the movie. <laughs> so I actually think... Batman filmed the movie because he's got it on his little <laughs> device there. He's just there following you around. <laughs> well, let's talk about Alicia Silverstone. She comes in as Batgirl. Did you notice that she said she was from Oxbridge? Ox, yeah, Oxbridge. Trying yeah. to combine Oxford and Cambridge. Um, and yeah, we get like the Coolio street racing motorbike thing again it was all just on the sound stage there mm, yeah nothing was really outdoors was it except for her nicking the bike from again wayne manor from their from their garage and and riding off um and then she put on a helmet and then it was just some random on a motorbike and that was it that was it like <laughs> I mean, 
I, 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 in a way, I did quite like when she got suited up. I did quite like the fact that they did it exactly the same way as Batman. Mm-hmm. So when Batman's suiting up at the beginning, it's like chest, like it's like shoes, groin, <laughs> large cod piece for Batman. <laughs> yeah, the, like chest and and headpiece, right, and kind of ready mm-hmm. to go. And for her, it was exactly the same. But I was really surprised by the by the chest piece of, of hers as well. It was like, yep. it maybe stuck out a little bit more than it needed to. I mean, also when you think of the fact that it was designed by her granddad, was it? By Alfred? Who's Alfred to her? Her granddad? Un- uncle. Uncle. Well, Uncle Alfred made that suit. <laughs> Creepy Uncle Alfred. <laughs> First, Bruce is like, Alfred... Make sure you bat. Everyone knows Batman has a massive wang. It's very important. Okay, <laughs> makes make Robin's much smaller than mine. Robin's needs to be tiny. Needs to be tiny. Yeah. I mean, there's a thing about that, isn't there? From the Adam West Batman. This this is this is a genuine, real thing. I'm just going to look up his name very quickly because, to my um, mortal shame. Well, um, I can't remember his name. While Dom's looking that up, I will say that <laughs> what I do like about the suits is that it makes it look like you have like a perfect six pack, right? So I'd love to wear that suit as long as it was like a big enough size that my actual pasty little belly could fit in it, you know? But to everybody <laughs> else, it would look like I have a perfect six pack. That's the power of the bat suit. While Dom's continuing to look, I'll talk about the vehicles. The vehicles very much look like they were made out of MDF and tinfoil, as I said earlier. But I liked it. I missed... These were definitely made into toys. Like all of the the Batmobiles and everything. And, the yeah, the bat lines. You know, the thing. What's the thing? The bat. What's that thing called? Where it, like, it, it gets it into the wall and then he uses it on his belt. Batwing. They're like grappling hooks yeah yeah i think it's called a bat wing but yeah go on you found it yeah sorry back to uh large penises so apparently <laughs> in the adam west batman burt ward that played robin had quite a large wang he was blessed and they adam west struggled with with it because he was Batman and Robin had the bigger dick basically and I was like we can't have this it didn't help that he's called Dick Dick Grayson as well mm-hmm. um so they had to like stuff him to to kind of hide the the growth the girl oh they had to stuff Robin like to conceal they had to concealing to, rather than to hide his knob yeah basically <laughs> imagine your dick was so big they're like I'm sorry this isn't gonna work on screen we need it to look smaller <laughs> yeah so that's apparently what happened there and Adam West got his way <laughs> I wanted to share that with you sorry having an average to small penis will make you do some things those insecurities you know <laughs> uh so okay i yeah i enjoy i like that they 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 set it up as well as if there was going to be another movie to come after this that would feature batgirl All three of them. that say yeah like more prominently because she featured the least of the three in this movie but then it could have been yeah but obviously that that didn't 
that didn't uh, come to fruition. I, I missed something in this film as well, and I, I think I need you to explain it to me. Okay. Because Robin has, obviously, the, the red crest on his chest. Batgirl was in black with the black bat chest. Then they were silver, so they had silver masks on. Robin's chest was silver. Then at the end of the film, he was back to black and red and she was still in silver. So I didn't understand what the fuck was going on. Could you... Can you explain that? Uh, Yeah, I can, actually. I think the wardrobe department were like, are we putting nipples on these or not? I have no (laughs) idea. And then they just missed that detail because they were just so hung up on, I've got to make George Clooney's penis look big. It has to look bigger (laughs) than Chris O'Donnell's. I don't know what to do. (laughs) I I think if you want to talk about continuity, I don't think this This is is the one. This is not the one. This is not the one. You know, got to bring these things up. No, no, I'm glad that you did. Um, something that so we we're just talking about. I think it's called the Batwing. Maybe that's the name of his like plane. I don't know. Well, that's what, his aircraft, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Whatever the thing is, where he just like shoots it from his belt, and it gives him like the the rope that he can sort of swing around on. Whatever that is it's called. Like, it's like a grappling hook. A right? grappling but, like, hook. The, yeah. Sure. The, the bat. The battling hook. <laughs> The battling hook, perfect. So there's a point where he's doing that, where he's they're falling off like the telescope that has been turned into a ice gun powered by diamonds, because that makes sense. But as they're falling to their doom, he uses the battling hook that goes up like what seems to be about a mile and saves the two civilians, leaves them at the bottom of a icy cliff. Good luck. They don't have cell phones in this day, so they're dead. And he, he didn't remember them. He's too busy getting Alfred's, you know, antidote. And then he retracts it back up like a mile, collects Robin and Batgirl with him. Like, how long is this, this like, metal rope? Like, Alfred, how strong is it? Yeah, I'm going to get a mile's worth of rope and I'm going to somehow gently fold it into your belt. <laughs> it's like it's on a retractable wheel, but the retractable wheel is the size... Uh, I mean, it's smaller than a an AirPods case. Well, well that's the point. It's actually, <laughs> he goes up his entire back. That's why he can't move in the suit because it's like a, you know, like a fire engine hose that's going round. <laughs> Oh my god, perfect. I wish we could see the inner workings of the suit. It's just fucking working overtime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just like going around. <laughs> Trying to like, you have exceeded the weight limit. <laughs> just yeah. like, Chris, you've got to let go. Or Robin, you've got to let go. <laughs> yeah. But some of the stuff at the end, I mean, it's just ludicrous, but it's also perfect. It's a two hour film. I like the ending. I thought Uma Thurman was dead. I thought she got eaten by, like, you know, like Seymour in uh, Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah. But, she, plant. but she's not. She was alive. And then I think that's when he said something about winter. When he's like, it's going to be a long winter or something like that. When he was saying that he's basically going to make her life hell. Which, I mean, what did he even mean? Is he just going to, like, just beat the shit out of her every day? <laughs> Uh, and he's in his suit as well. 
in, in the in the cell. I'm your yeah. new cellmate, and just like yeah, battering her about. I he he had absolutely no maneuverability in that suit at all. And what I really don't understand was the rocket ship at the beginning <laughs> <laughs> that was in the place that they were robbing. Why somehow. was he like going to and the moon? Used to, I don't. Yeah, none of the windows in the ceiling were smashed to begin with until Batman entered, and then they smashed the window to to get out to surf out in to, yeah in this rocket ship. But they but then Batman and Robin surfed back to Earth on like the yes. doors. They like surfed to Earth. Robin did. Bat Batman caught his wings, didn't he? Right, right, right. But yeah, the idea was to send them into space so that they freeze to death and their heart implodes in their chest yeah. and they die. Yeah. And then he escaped his own rocket. I just it was baffling, but it was beautiful. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. I I mean <laughs> what, what else could we say the, about this film? Well, there's a part where Poison Ivy enters the room in sort of her green tights and lingerie and whatever and I'm sure that had an effect on me at an early age but the current age but and then she (laughs) she basically puts her ceremonies that's not the word is that the word pheromones that can lead to serotonin in the brain And style it out, style it out. And essentially, everyone in the room just wanted to. And so, even Commissioner Gordon, who is considerably older, was like, "I'm not too old." <laughs> like, "You're too old for me." No, I'm not. No, no, I'm not. <laughs> it still works. Who have you been seeking yeah. to? My wife or my doctor? They're both lying. <laughs> I got a blue pill. <laughs> I'll take 20. <laughs> I'll do whatever it takes. Please. Please. Well, that, well, oh, Batman dear. paid $7 million. Well, it got like, God, it got interrupted, didn't it? But someone's like 50,000, 100,000, a million. And then Robin's like 3 million. And Batman's saying, you don't have it. I'll borrow it from you. I don't give a fuck. I need this. I need. I, I want her. <laughs> she wants me. <laughs> My garden needs tending to. Seven million. <laughs> Take all my money. Like you can have Wayne Manor. Wait, you're Batman. Yeah, but I know Bruce really well. <laughs> Just don't worry about it. Don't question it. Just the check <laughs> clears. That's all that matters. Exactly. Nineteen ninety-seven. <laughs> 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 what a year. Oh wow! Uh, oh, Robin, nuts. Robin gets frozen, and then he just chucks him in some water and falls him out with his ray gun, his bat ray gun. Yeah. He like lasers him warm, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they use those later on as well to laser the panels so they can touch the buttons or whatever the computers. Yep, yep, yep. Um, yeah, should we go into judgments? Yeah, why not? Why not? Nice. <laughs> well, what? But Dom? first, yeah, what? I was saying, if you like this podcast, how could you not? You can rate 
review, subscribe at ravenshoops.net. Join us there. Our Patreon's there. We've got a beautiful community of people that love to talk about films as well as One Tree Hill. And you can look at our tears and uh, not physical crying tears, but tears like on a cake tears and um, join our Discord. The, the chat's crazy in there. Um, so yeah, ravenshoops.net. Uh, why, Simon? Because basketballs go through hoops. And they also go through nets. And if you listen to our One Tree Hill podcast, that will make sense to you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Right. So let's head into judgments. Let's. Let's. Let me ask you because it feels wrong otherwise. Who is your favorite out of all of these stellar performances? Who is your favorite <laughs> performer of this movie? I. I. It. It's really difficult to choose. Do you know what? Uma Thurman is actually a contender. Is okay. definitely, definitely a contender. She did a really good job being a villain. Really sounded like those OG kind of Batman villains as well. But it's so hard to see past Arnold Schwarzenegger. So hard. I mean, he's just the man. So I'm going to go with Arnie. Arnie's the man. What about you, Simon? I want to give honourable mention to the guy that played Alfred because I actually thought he had some really good moments. And when he was like dying and, you know, he told Bruce Wayne that he loved it, it was really sweet. And I really liked that. But there is only one star of this movie and it is definitely Arnold. Take two of these and call me in the morning. It is just the best. He is the best. Uh, We have to do True Lies at some point. Yeah. It's a great film. So many. We need to do more Arnold is what I'm learning. Is this the first time we've covered an Arnold film? It is, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. We should do seasons like collections of yes. specific actors. Like like we were going to do a Nicolas Cage one, weren't we? Yeah. So we should do like a collection and then we can like have them as a collection of Cage, collection of Arnie, you know. I like do that. All of them. I like that. Yeah, definitely. Oh, it would be great the to do. Yeah. The Terminator films, like Terminator 2 especially, but yeah. The ter- the ter- Terminator 2, in fact, just always makes me think of your dad, funny enough. Yeah, well, because of the... Because it was on the wall. Yeah. Just your, your house in Wellham Green many years ago yeah. just makes me think of you. It's nice memories. It, it, you know, and it's funny you say that because it's odd because it makes me think of my dad too. And I remember I like traced or did like a drawing of the front cover of the of the movie of Terminator Two, where he's like on the bike and he's like got the glasses on or whatever. Yeah, it reminds me of my dad too. I wonder what that is, but yeah, mm. we have to cover that a hundred percent, definitely, definitely. Okay, who is your favorite character of the movie? Um, I, it, it's got to be Mr. Freeze again. It just, I think he had the most screen time and he got paid 25 million to do it. So sh- sure, he should, he deserves it. So yeah, I think Mr. Freeze, without a doubt. Who was who your favourite character? I mean, when, you, when you've got a character that's wearing slippers, but yet he wants and, to be cold, but slippers actually make your feet warm, logic mm. doesn't affect him. Yeah, it was polar bear slippers and a polar bear dressing gown as well, wasn't it? Why would you wear a dressing gown? You want to be cold. Like, it's just, it doesn't matter. <laughs> don't talk during the movie. Just, that's, that's my shit too. Like, don't talk, don't eat near me when I'm watching it. Like, it's just, yeah. You lie! <laughs> 
<laughs> I might make yeah. that my ringtone. <laughs> Please do. Um, who was your favourite background performer? One line or less? One line or less. Sorry, I said it by accident. Yeah. Don't worry, darling. Um, I, I'm going to go with when Poison Ivy first goes into the Turkish bath to take it over as her, you, you know, new lair, yep. her new hideout. And those people with, you know, the lum- luminous spray-painted faces, um, I'm going to pick one of them that doesn't speak. Um, and they're, they're like whip Bane with these chains and he fucks them all up pretty quickly. I'm going to pick one of them just because the trauma of having your face painted with that fluorescent stuff just must be horrendous. That that must never come off. They are still yeah. glowing now. <laughs> yeah. You know, all these years later um, and they can't get that off. So yeah, I'm going with one of them. What about you? Favourite background performer? Good call. I'm going to go with one of the horny guys that are just like, 75,000! <laughs> just one of them. Yeah. There's one well, there was one that was like five hundred thousand and he was older than Alfred. Yeah. He was just like money means nothing. At this point I could die at any minute. Money means nothing. It's all about experiences. He wants to know what kind of shape that garden's in. Like of things overgrown, do you need shears? Like what I need to know. Is it just handheld tools or do you need power tools? I need to know about the garden. Oh, one thing that is um he calls them Adam and Eve, doesn't it? Because the whole point of her is that she wants to basically get rid of all the people in the world to restore the planet back to its, you know, natural beauty. Except for her, she's allowed to live. Everybody yeah. else has got to die. And does he say, um, "Oh, would be like Adam and Eve," but he should have said, "Would be like Adam and Freeze." I think that would have been much better. It's so funny you said that. He, yeah, he says, "Will be Adam and Evil." And, and I and I thought, why would you say that? It's Adam and Freeze because it rhymes. Adam and Eve, Adam and Freeze. Like I thought that too. Mm. Come on, never mind. They missed missed a trick there, didn't they? They just didn't. They wrote that list of puns and they never read them back. Yeah, it was first They're draft just, puns. Just, yeah, just say it. Just say it out. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Wait. So, what was your favorite? line of the movie so Difficult. many so many I've got loads written down but one that I think I'm going to go with because I think it was on the trailer for the film many years ago is, you're not sending me to the cooler so I'm going to go with that in my best Arnold Schwarzenegger accent so yeah I'm going to go with that one what about you there was one point where <laughs> you lie. I can't. I'm gonna pick that as well. He had a you lie. He had a line like that. I wish I could do the accent, but I can't do impressions, as everyone knows. So maybe hopefully you will do it for me. There was one point where he's fighting Batman at the end, and he's just like, "You're a dirty fighter. <laughs> <laughs> You're a dirty fighter." <laughs> It really made me laugh. Like it's just how, and like I think I don't think that was in the script. I think he just ad libbed that. So I'm gonna <laughs> go George with that. Is like getting a few digs in. <laughs> it's like I can't move. I've got a hose pipe on my back. <laughs> You're a dirty fighter. <laughs> Classic. Okay, oh, love it. Any favorite song? I I don't think there were any. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pick the score. Just like. Whoever scored the film. Bum, 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 okay. ba, ba, da, 
yeah the score was great i can't i'm looking forward to editing this just to have the score at the beginning and at the end (laughs) okay and then last but not least is the precious precious (laughs) rating on movies we do two ratings we do subjective and objective so dom what is your movie critic objective 2023 score of this movie i mean it's pretty bad isn't it it's pretty bad there's there's no there's no seeing past that it's an awful film it's incredibly cheesy the lines are shocking um you know and this is from the critical point of view you wait until i give you my you know other point of view my personal point of view but i'm gonna have to give it a two <laughs> from a from a critical standpoint um it wouldn't hold up now unless it was labeled as you know catman and it was like a parody film exactly like you said earlier so yeah yes i'm afraid it's like a two for me what about you simon that's that's fair i'll go with like a three i mean it's i i mean it's bad but i think at least it's it's shot well like i mean everything's in focus and like the production value is good um but yeah i mean it's just it's not good from that yeah. standpoint <laughs> but what about your personal subjective view your opinion out of 10 i i also think the cheesiness is fantastic um and it takes us back to a simpler time there's breaking the fourth wall all the time in this film, particularly, you know, like I said, when he says, this is why Superman works alone. And there's just, there's just all this like silly nuanced stuff and uh, the, the, the bat card, you know, and it was Batman forever. And, you know, there's clever, silly little things in it like that, that kind of make me go, Oh yeah. Um, and I do remember this film. I remember it really well. I think, you know, pretty sure I went to see it in the cinema. So I think I'm going to go with an eight, I think that's I think that's a fair number. I think eight is good. It's it's a reasonable number for um, this film. It doesn't hold massive amounts of nostalgic value, but I know that we we like the film, and we I'm sure we would have discussed it lots as as kids. So yeah, I'll go with eight. Uh, and what about you, my man? Yeah, that's good. I I think I will go one up again of yours. I'll go over nine. I mean, I, I have great nostalgic memories of it. And I enjoyed watching it this time. And I mean, just for Arnold alone is perfect. And it is, like you said, a simpler time. And I miss movies like this. But at the same time, I don't miss them because we have them. They're here from the 90s. And so it's great, like I said, that we can have this version of Batman. We can have the more serious, you know, Christopher Nolan and Robert Pattinson versions. It's everyone can be happy you know and there should never be like a, this is the best batman that batman sucks it should just be it's great that there's lots of batmans and whichever one fits for you awesome so yeah so nice i really enjoyed this i uh, thank you for doing this i i want to take something back so at the beginning when we first used to do the podcast the mighty 90s which all of those episodes are here on our podcast feed but before we were branded as the ravens we used to just do movies and it would be i would pick one then dom would pick one i would pick one then dom would pick one and we used to tell each other what the next one was going to be at the end of the podcast and so we just did a few good men which was your film 
We just did mm. Batman and Robin, which was mine. So let me ask you now, what do you want to do? What should our next film be? And you pick, and in four weeks' time, that will be what we will cover. I should have asked you ahead of time. I'm sorry for putting you on the spot. But, yeah. No, it's, it's fine. I, I've got one. I've got one already. I was just going to say, and, it doesn't it, have to be in the 90s either. It can be whenever. But, yeah, go on. It's fine. It's, this is a dead cert one. This is one we've talked about a few times. I, I know you adore this film you love this film Excellent. i love this film as well and i haven't seen it for a very long time um and you probably watched it like a week ago or something like that but um i think we should do my cousin Vinny. yes we just had that requested as well by one of our mm. ravens yes perfect choice so i think i i love the film it's fantastic it's so good uh, uh and it's just it, Joe Pesci is finest, so I think I think it's a must. I think so. Yeah, I like it. I like that we we're doing this. We're picking the next one. So yeah, I'm gonna pick my cousin Vinny, but happy to let you take the lead on it if you want to take the lead. On it, no, it's more about it than I do. No, it's perfect. I like no one taking the lead, and us just making it up as we go. I think this is <laughs> nice. <laughs> That was excellent. Excellent. Well, good. My cousin Vinny will be next. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. Dom, thank you as always. I loved it. You're going to have to team, Ravens us on free as Mr. Free, as you know. That's a no-brainer. Straight out the gula. You lie. <laughs> yeah. You lie. <laughs> yeah. Are you ready for Ravens on three? Are you? Okay. Okay. One. Two. It's IC3. <laughs> Ravens. Ravens.